to the Jackson Cloud. We are an online church, and we'd love to have you chat with us on the Discord. So hop on over there to chat about today's episode on our continued series through Genesis. Olivia's already bored. I'm not ready for it. I'm having a caffeine crash. I drank a whole pot of coffee before we started recording. That's a lot. I haven't had coffee in a week. I had to make up for it. Also, we didn't even actually introduce ourselves as the name thing, which is really weird. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. Are you happy now? I, I think happy we now. were getting there, but then I yawned and Jamin got distracted. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Well, and uh, now I really don't remember. Noah is where we are in Genesis. <laughs> Let's talk about the story of Noah today. Did it happen? Did it not happen? So on, so forth. Well, okay, so she's making a face already. Okay, let's, let's all pause for a moment and admit to this. It would be hard for most human beings to imagine cramming the entire zoology of the earth into a boat. It was just a really big boat, Jamin. How? Okay. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? <laughs> no. I'm trying to imagine if you could fit all that in a cruise ship, because those things are huge. It's also hard to imagine, you know, the entire wildlife population when... We probably don't know the entire wildlife population just off the top of our head. Probably not. Like, we imagine a lot of, like, farm animals on Noah's boat. Well, I do, because I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, so, like farmland everywhere. But I mean but, like cruise ships are giant though, Jamin. Like have you been on one of the big ones? Yeah, yeah, so that's why I'm thinking. Yeah, but our technology is different now. Also so like true. Right, but even so like if they did make it big enough, like I could see it happening. Well, like have you seen the Noah's Ark Museum thing that's down in no. what is it? Kentucky or Tennessee, wherever it's at? Heard of it, never been. Neither have I. I've only heard of it, but like they tried to do an actual dimension size of it, but it's big enough to have like three floors of people walking on it. All right. Well, so how many how many of each animal did we put on the ark? Two. Did we? Ish. Did we? I mean, there were three pigs. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens, also male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. So we need more of the animals we can use as food and less of the ones we don't need to because seven pairs are going in, but seven pairs are not coming, coming out. out. Maybe, but this is like three, two to three families on a boat. So you're saying they need to eat. I'm not saying they're eating. They they're probably eat. not eating that many animals. They and likely eat. they could just be fishing for food. But like they, they're on a boat, <laughs> let's be honest. They, they might have just been fishing for food this whole time. Maybe. I'm just thinking like, you ever try to eat like a whole pig? <laughs> That's gonna last you a long time. So, I'm trying to imagine, well, there are two or three of our families, God wanted us to keep two, but we ate six. No, because there's 14 of everything. We ate at least 12, 12 of every animal in, in a, the time that we were on the boat. 
And probably not that. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing though. Like they probably fed some of their leftovers to some of the, the animals too though. Right. Right. Sure. So the carnivores, yeah. Like the tigers. Not all of them. Like you could, Um, you could split a giraffe up pretty well, probably for a while between. (laughs) Well, it would depend on how well it could be preserved. Because is this just a comedy episode about us trying to figure? Because so, so here's like anybody who's like wanting to get down to brass tacks here, whatever that means. Uh, Like in the few moments that was brass tacks a brass knuckles joke. I don't know. Is it reference? Anyone who wants us to punch you in the face, here's here's the thing. Like, we're struggling, struggling to imagine this. Right? Well, okay, part of the reason I'm struggling to imagine this is because I don't know how much a cubit is. Sure. I don't think it's probably even the size of a cruise ship. (laughs) I mean, if... If modern technology has gotten us to cruise ship place, I doubt that this thing is that size. But since we're now wanting to know actual measurements, let's go ahead and pull it up. This is one of the first pictures I found on the internet, which puts it kind of in perspective. So like if you look, there's the size of people compared to the size of it. Hmm. So you can't see this picture, but it's, it's huge. Um, but we're all struggling to figure this out, (laughs) right? Right. So there's a few things that are different for us as we're struggling to figure this out. First off, we know the world is a sphere. We know the world is huge. We know the world is much bigger than the Middle East. Right? Yeah. (laughs) We know that. Yes. So we know that there's all kinds of creatures. We know of creatures Noah had no idea existed. Do you think there were penguins on the ark? No. Probably polar bears. Probably not. But at the same time... It probably wasn't even like deer that we see all the time here in North America. Probably not. But when we hear the whole earth is flooded, we're thinking... Giant sphere went bye-bye, right? Like the whole thing is just submerged. And uh, the entire population of 14 pairs of all clean animals migrated from the Antarctic or wherever it was to make sure it got on the ark. And the only things that missed out were the dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, um, and that's where everything we have today came from. Like, that's that's a tall order when we think of the world as we know it, which is significantly bigger than the world that Noah knew. I guess the question we were trying to get at, for me, it's not, did the flood happen? And there's a lot of people who think I'm like, I can't believe he's about to say it didn't happen. I There's a lot of tone to this story that feels mythological (laughs) which isn't a bad thing like mythology teaches us stuff so do we have to say that it necessarily happened in order for it to be like spiritually correct i would say no um but uh because in a lot of ancient literature there's story of a great flood i would say something happened uh the question for us though is like is it the way that we think of it 
when when the Bible says that the whole earth was flooded, did it have to happen that way? Because for Noah, the earth was flat. You got water over here, you got water over here, you got land in the middle. If the water covers the land, <laughs> the earth has been flooded, <laughs> you know? He doesn't know there's also land, not over here, but <laughs> way over here, you know, like on the other side of the planet. He has no idea. Well, and the idea that like there was enough flood to raise it high enough to cover Mount Everest seems like too much water to begin with. Yeah. So for them, they say that the mountain peaks like were covered. That's right. how covered the land was. So, again, we are talking about, like, a great flood. One that is, like, there's the Gilgamesh epic from other literature, which also involves giants. I think Gilgamesh was a giant. So we have the story of giants and floods going on in other kinds of literature um, as God is wipe, trying to wipe out the giants in this story, in this flood, along with corrupt humanity. But the way that the Bible is trying to like picture it is like the world's been baptized. God has wiped everything out. It's gone so far as to cover like you can't imagine someone climbing the mountain to survive if they could have even climbed it in the first place. Everything's been wiped out. And I would suggest along with like I think John Walton goes this route is like the story is is trying to. I was going to say embezzle, that's not the word. <laughs> Embellish to some extent to make a theological point. The world has been attempted to be made new. Everything that was bad has been wiped out and we are now starting fresh. Because what follows this is a new Eden. Like they, we start to redo some of the stuff from Eden when Noah touches ground again. So like the theological messaging is there and certain parts of this that are mythological, the point is communicating spiritual truth. But there's also something that is probably very like true about it too, is that the world did go through some kind of flood. And I would say that the animals were a part of this, that there was an ark built, that animals were put on that ark, that God led them there. And I would say that was probably the animals of the area that would have died <laughs> if they weren't on a boat, you know? Like, so. So what you're saying is you think that it was a perspective-based world flood versus a historical fact world flood. Yep. I, I am happy to fall somewhere in the middle like I am with some other stories in the Bible where people are like, that just doesn't make any logical sense. I, I would say like the way that we envision it, the whole world is flooded, which I don't think scientifically has ever been like proved accurate. Uh, I almost think it can't because if all the mountaintops were covered, the water would have started to have frozen by the time it gets to the peak of Mount Everest. I don't think water could cover Mount Everest. Yeah, well, do we even have enough water to cover Mount Everest? Let's say all the polar ice caps flooded. Would it cover no. it? I, we're not scientists. We don't know. But like, <laughs> let's just say as average lay people, we're struggling, right? right? We are struggling to comprehend this story the way we see it in our culture. I would say the best middle ground you can reach is the middle ground. A flood did happen. 
historically that seems quite plausible as other other ancient people around the time wrote about their own floods it's like a collective memory of something that did happen and this is the biblical story of it god provided for animals in the area god wanted to wipe out these giants wanted to wipe out these um uh corrupt humanity god wanted to start over god wanted this new eden and all the theological implications and messaging are completely on point and accurate uh, but there probably also is a little bit of embellishment to make the theological points clear. Like, if we got to, God covered everything, but he didn't cover the mountains. So, you know, some people probably climbed those and hung up out there. Well, then the message isn't complete, right? right. We, everyone would be like, mm, but I bet some people climbed that mountain and hung up out there. Like, the Bible's like, no, no, we got that covered too, right? Um, but likewise... We feel like we're probably missing some components of this story. Who's still around after the flood? Giants. Giants. The Nephilim. I thought we flooded everything. <laughs> so we only have other conclusions that we can reach. Clearly, the Bible story that everything was wiped out, it wasn't. So the other things that we eventually have to conclude is one... There was a giant that snuck onto the boat or that part of Noah's family was a giant. Two, giants had the ability to fly or to swim. <laughs> I don't know. They're not human fully, right? Three, the, angel, the sons of God sinned and had babies again after we came down from the flood, which seems like God would prevent that from happening again. Four, the giants built their own boats. <laughs> so, so in Evan Almighty and in every other Noah story that's been told, some guy starts building a boat and what do people do? Laugh at him. Mock him, laugh at him. You're an idiot. Like, God told you to build this boat. Okay. You're born. Let, let's look at it through their eyes. Let's just imagine our own historical fiction here. I'm a giant. My dad is an angel. My angel knows that Yahweh is real. <laughs> and that my, my angel dad <laughs> has recently heard that Yahweh is going to flood the earth. How, why did you just go slightly hillbilly I right there? I don't. He just does that sometimes. I do that sometimes. I know, but I'm just like... My angel dad has heard that Yahweh is going to flood the earth to judge us and wipe us out. Do you think I'm about to mock Noah? I'm probably, I gotta build a boat too! You know, like that would be my first assumption, not mock. And so if you saw a man building a giant cruise ship and a bunch of animals walking to it unnaturally, <laughs> your first conclusion is probably gonna be, oh yeah, something's coming, we gotta figure this out now, <laughs> like pronto. So with all that being said, I think, personally, your salvation is not based on did the flood happen in the way that it happened. I don't think there's any reason to write it off. I think there's enough reason to say this happened, but it's also embellishment. What I will say seems ludicrous to me, though, if I'm honest. This, this theme park you showed us. <laughs> <laughs> where Ken Ham is just so much of a proponent of saying everything in Genesis happened the exact way that it did. 
but I had to build a theme park to prove it. <laughs> and I built Noah's Ark 2 code. Is it a cool place to probably go walk around and imagine? Yes. Is it a cool place to relive what did happen in some extent? Yes. Is it a bit ludicrous to make a point? Also, yes. <laughs> if you have any other ideas or thoughts um, or have any other scientific evidence you want to help us dig into this further, comment in the Discord linked down below. Or comment on the video below. Or, or hit the too. like button. Or hit the subscribe button. There's also a notification button. Be sure to yoink the button. We can't yoink, yoink. out of this every time. <laughs> <laughs>